This episode of Pompey Talk is brought to you in association with Portsmouth.co.uk. To stay in the know about everything happening at Fratton Park, including the latest news, analysis and transfer updates, take out an online Pompey subscription with the Portsmouth News Today at portsmouth.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Pompey, Pompey Talk in the aftermath of uh, of an awful night for the Blues at Charlton at the Valley on Monday night. Pepe, let's let's get straight into it. I don't think there's any other words to describe it. It was it was literally awful last night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it was dismal. I think that was our word of choice in our headlines last night. It was dismal. There was other than the first ten minutes, really. There was there was nothing going forward. The defence was as open as anything. And just when Pompey went down to ten men, it was sort of how can how can they not concede anymore? Because when they were down to ten men, they scored straight from the corner, uh, the free kick. Sorry, you think oh it, it can only end badly with half an hour to go, but they managed to see it out luckily. But it was it wasn't a great performance. The first ten minutes, like I've alluded to, that was there was some really bright sparks, and you could think oh maybe Pompey could get something from here because I went into it thinking there was. They could get a good result from it, and it was a perfect opportunity for them to bounce back. But that wasn't the case. I mean, Colby Bishop had a header, which was just over, I think. Um, and that was probably Pompey's best chance of the game. And then they find themselves 2-0 down at half time, And you think, oh, it doesn't look good because it's come from two defensive mistakes, really. They were from a set piece from Michael Morrison. And then um, they were cut open, really, for the second. And then... After half time, Michael Jacobs came on, Zach Swanson came on, and they looked they looked bright again. And then obviously the sending off didn't help that cause. And then the, the away end really filtered out from when that third goal went in. Obviously, there was still a bit of noise, but there was yeah, quite a lot of vocal shouting um and chants from the Pompey fans calling on Danny Cowley to sort out in the first half, which yeah, I mean he did at half time and they did look a bit bright, but a bit more brighter, but it wasn't wasn't the greatest performance in the world and that's really not what you want to see when you want to be chasing promotion but yeah I mean what 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 was what was your take on it I think that that was that's something I, I want to know yeah well to be honest like beforehand I had them and I thought Pompey were going to go to the valley despite Charlton's good record at home and I think a lot of their, 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 their results have been draws I actually fancied Pompey last night I really thought Pompey were going to show up and stamp their authority in that game and and show that they are proper, proper title promotion contenders. So I thought they started off okay and I was quite pleased. I thought when Kobe Bishop's header had to be tipped over by Wawakata, I thought, no, that's a sign of intent here. We're, we're going to exploit Charlton's weaknesses, but it slowly started to unravel, in my opinion. Um, I think there was gaps to me, there were gaps started to appear. I thought Pompey, the gaps between the mid the fence and the midfield was quite big and and, and going for, further forward as well. Um, and I think Charlton exploited that there um quite well. Um I didn't think Connor Ogilvy, who I, I, I he's definitely better on the left hand side, but I thought he still played well last night against Tyler Blackett. I thought he didn't get an, an awful lot of protection either from Owen Dale, and I think a lot of Charlton's threat came down the flanks, 
and I thought that was one area where Pompey needed to be better. And I did think Owen Dale could have done better to protect um, Ogilvy in that respect. Um, what else? There's not many things. Um, the midfield, I don't think the midfield had enough control of the game. Um, I'm a big fan of Marlon Pack, and I think he's done fantastic since he's been at Pompey. But a bit like at Ipswich, I thought maybe he didn't have his best game and resulted in him being sent off. Um, can you have any arguments about being sent off? I don't think he can. I think there were two bookable offences. Yes, Chardon didn't help his cause by rounding on the referee, but I do think it was a late challenge and it was a silly challenge for a guy of Marlon Pack's experience. Joe Morrell, again, him and, him and Morrell in the midfield, I don't know. On paper, you look at their experience, they look at how good they are. I just don't I just don't know if it's the right midfield partnership for Pompey. And last night I thought they were too wide open. They didn't they weren't necessarily playing as well as a unit. So I, I did I do think Pompey midfield last night was quite poor. But I was delighted with Jay Mingy. I thought Jay Mingy came in and showed what a good player he is. Yes, he's raw, yes, he's inexperienced. And you know what? You might want to throw him into the big games from the very start, but I do think Pompey have a, a good asset there and they need to hone that there and make him into the, the dynamic midfielder that they can trust on a week-by-week basis. Like. So I was really pleased by that there. But again, problems. Um, I thought Pompey were sloppy in, pass, in their passing. I didn't think their passing was crisp enough. There were so many opportunities for Pompe, where Pompey had a, good, a, a ball on that they could have spread the play out, posed attacking threat, and they didn't take it. And you could, there must have been on countless occasions. Chromas was the one that proved costly because Charlton went up the other end and scored. But on so many occasions, the ball was on and, and Pommy just weren't able to execute it, which I thought was really disappointing. They were getting, there, there was opportunities to get into good positions and they just didn't do it. I thought Charlton were probably had a, an extra spring in their step. I thought they were picking up the second balls. I think Pompey, as if Pompey were, were a bit flat-footed and they weren't able to, to, to win back possession as quickly as they could. And I, I just thought overall, Pompey were a wee bit sluggish in their decision-making, in their own, in the ball, with the ball, the whole the whole package. I just thought like, there was room for improvement. Um, and the defending, let's, the, the, I may as well wrap up with the defending. The first goal, Michael Marshall needs to do better in that situation. I think Raggett even, it appears if Raggett even dipped away from the ball, as if he got a call. So I don't know what happened there, but both Raggett and Marshall in particular didn't cover themselves in glory there. And even the third goal, like it's a set piece. Irrespective of Pompey being down the 10 men up against 11, Let's mark let's mark the, the, the players you're up against. And but Owen O'Connell had a free header from six yards, and there was no way he was going to miss from there. And to me, there was no way he should have been given that their freedom in that in that penalty box. Well not George Griffiths could have come out, I don't know, but certainly that their that their goal should have been avoided. It just wasn't a good night for Pompey at all. From start to yeah, first 10 minutes, but from from more or less from the 10-minute mark, it wasn't good. Um, and I just thought it was a really disappointing performance in front of the sky. And you wanted Pompey to do well. You really wanted them to, to, to show their metal, to show that they are proper title contenders. But to me, last night, they fell short in doing that. Already. Yeah. Is that enough? 
well, what a, like, were, were you in the same boat as me? Did you go into last night's game thinking that, you know, probably we were going to win this year? Yeah, I thought, obviously, Charlton, I think, were six unbeaten at home uh, from the, since the start of the season. I think it was always going to be a tough uh, tough opposition. And I think Charlton are always Pompey's baby team, aren't they? They seem to end up every time we play Charlton, it's always, they always seem to come up short. And the Charlton fans were keen to remind the Pompey fans last night that that was the case with, we always went at Fratton and all those kind of chants. And it was always going to be tough. And you, but you look, you look at it and they were, they haven't had the greatest start to the season. They've been very inconsistent. And you thought it was the perfect opportunity to be like, oh, maybe this is the time. They've had a little break since their draw at Fleetwood. And you think, oh, yeah, this is the perfect perfect time to go to Charlton. They've not had the greatest start to the season. And they're not the Charlton that Pompey fans know really where they can sort of open you up and cause you real issues like they have done season after season. Um, but you then look at them they turned Peter, uh, Plymouth 5-1, turned Plymouth over 5-1, I think, earlier in yeah. the season. You think, oh, maybe, maybe they could do that to Pompey. And they did. And they were ruthless last night. They cut Pompey open, especially for the second goal. And they really exposed Pompey's weaknesses, which until a couple of weeks ago, we didn't really know they had many weaknesses. And like, like you pinpointed, the midfields, that seemed very open last night. And the, the difference between the central midfield and then the wingers on the on the wing, there were so many gaps between the four in midfield and they just cut through that. And then once you broke, once they broke through the midfield ranks of Morel and uh, Pack, like we saw for the second goal, they just went right through. It was a through ball and they're through on goal. And again, it's then Connor Ogilvie, when you look at the line, he's out of position really. He's a bit more further forward, which allows... Blackett Taylor. But he's, but he's anticipating the pass. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and, and to me, the, the fact that he was so far forward, there was that ball for Croman to play cross field. And to me, yes, he was caught out of position. But at the same time, too, I thought it was a very poor mistake from Croman to make to lead up to that there. Now. Yeah, I think defensively, again, like we said for the last couple of weeks, Pompey have not been at it. Uh, I think. Clark Robertson, I spoke to him after the game and he highlighted the the set pieces. They conceded two of their goals from set pieces, which as a defence, that does not look very good on you at all. Um, that you've been able to been allowing balls into the box and not clearing them properly. And if you if you wanna if you wanna be good in this league and if you want to win games, you have to make sure you're good from set pieces because the way they dominated the ball from the air. Charlton into the box they were they were ruthless and they they cut Pompey open again and is that a, a cause of concern probably yes can it is it can they work on it absolutely he highlighted going back to the training pitch and doing more work on it but Pompey fans weren't I did the team selection or fans reviews before the game for the team news and Pompey fans weren't happy that Conor Ogle was still at right back so where does that go for Forest Green I don't know, do you bring in Zach Swanson? Because Forest Green, realistically, then they've not had the greatest start to the season. They are in the relegation zone. Is that the perfect opportunity to then introduce Zach Swanson? Or I believe Kieran Freeman should be given a go. Like, I, I don't know why he's been bombed out of the squad. No one really knows why. And you thought maybe last night he could get a feature. And But we saw Zach Swanson come in. And Pompey did look a bit more solid when he was on there. And he conceded the one goal in the second half. But... Yeah, there's plenty of eyebrows being raised at their defence at the moment, and it's not not a good thing to be talking about. Yeah, begs the question too. Like, what's what's then for Hume's 
fitness leg at the minute. Um, is there any other option bar Clark Robertson at left back? Yes. Sick Ogilvy back there. I, to be honest, I would take Marston out of the team after that performance last night. I would go back to to back central defensive back to of Ragged and and Robertson play Ogilvy on the on the left and hopefully if Rafferty is fit, which again we were led to believe going into tonight's game that he would that he was making a very very quick recovery from surgery that he would be available. So if Rafferty's not available. I do think maybe Swanson or Freeman um, the start, but I, I, I don't think Pommy can play that back four again this time around. Danny Cowley kept faith, kept faith of him after playing the same back four this past few games and, and notably that Fleetwood game. But I think now is the time he needs to sort of really look at that again and go, you know what, we need to have, we need better options in those areas. Like so, but, but one point I want to make with you, Peppy, is, is, is Martin Pack. He's, he got sent off um, last night, two pick up offences. But where does that leave Pompey's midfield going into that there far screen game? What's the options? Yes, yeah, so obviously they've got Joe Morrell would probably be back. Tom Lowry as well. Um, we were Danny Cowley was hopeful uh, that he could have been in, he could have featured last night. That wasn't the case. Um, he said that he could have been hopeful for Fleetwood and that wasn't the case either. So um, Danny Cowley keeping his cards clo- close to his chest um, so it remains to be seen whether he'd be available for Forest Green but then it look, those two sort of go for the same position Joe Moran, Tom Lowry next to Marlon Pack so and you've not seen either of them play the deeper role like Marlon Pack has and Pompey fans last night were calling on Jamie to start which again I mean if it was against Plymouth for Ipswich next week then you'd say oh, maybe not you'd bring in someone else but that could be the perfect example. Jamie he shone when he came up, when he came on last night, and he was Pombe's brightest, brightest spark. That he was controlling in midfield. He made runs forwards um, from the defence, and just looked a class act. And maybe against Forest Green, that is the perfect time to introduce him into the squad, into the starting eleven. And I don't think Pompey fans would be opposed to that. But then you also look at Ryan Tunnicliffe as well, Danny Cowley, or talking over numerous weeks that he could, he's off to Australia. That wasn't the case when their transfer window closed over the weekend. And you think, oh, he's still in the squad to at least January. So you can utilise him. There's no reason why they shouldn't utilise him. And he was a regular in the midfield last season. He's got League One experience. And when you're missing someone like Marlon Pack, who's got so much, so much experience, you can then look at Ryan Tunnicliffe. I know he didn't have the greatest game when he came on at Ipswich. But you can look at someone like that and it's always good to have a player like that in your in your ranks because you can call on him and who knows, maybe he might be, might be the surprise call on Saturday because that's no, what it, it, wouldn't, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me because you, you mentioned the Ipswich game yourself. Like, Tonic have played in that game um, over Mingy. I know Mingy was apparently had a, maybe a shin splints problem. Yeah. Like. At the same time too, I thought it was quite telling that Tonicliffe was asked to, to play in that game. What I, I've already said, I think Mingy is a, is a good player and I want to see more of him. But I have to admit, I'm starting to doubt whether Danny Curley sees him as a starter at this stage. He's, a, he's an impact type of player who can come in when, and, 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 and have had their impact from the bench. So I, I just start to wonder if if Tom Lowry, if he was fit, and Joe Morrell, I don't know if they can play together. And I, I don't think we should be 
um, hate us throwing or whatever the terminology is just because they're quite small but you, it does beg the question is that the type of midfield pump you want to be playing and and so I, I think it raises the question does Tunnicliffe come in there just because he's got that experience he's got that nice he, 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 he has proven that he can play alongside Joe Morrell last season um, so I'm just wondering is Tunnicliffe all of a sudden going to be shot into that starting eleven? when he's not even really getting much of a look in. He's not even on the bench for a lot of the games, but when it matters, he seems to be the one that Carly wants to go to because the depth in that midfield, which was really, really strong at the start of the season, is starting to look a wee bit threadbare now. Like. So, yeah, I would, uh, to me personally, it wouldn't surprise me if Tottenham, even though I think Mingy should start. Um, what is your thoughts on Laurie? Um Again, we were led to believe that he should that he was available for last night, but clearly the game proved too soon for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know any more than anybody else at the moment by the sounds of it, because Danny Cowley's keeping his cut, like I just said, he keeps his cards close to his chest. He says Rafferty and Lowry are available and they've been training and then they don't make the squad. Tom Lowry this season has been a stat, one of the standout. He played... I don't know how many games he's played so far, but next to Pack, those two just worked so well together. And then since Larry's been out, um, the midfield hasn't really been the same. And you would have thought, I'd put Joe Morrell before Tom Larry at the start of the season because we all saw what Joe Morrell did last season and he was so he was just so good. We saw what he does for Wales last season. And this season, it's not really worked out for him. And Tom Larry's he's looked really good next to Marlon Pack. And... Obviously, there was that interest from the championship, and you can see why there was interest from the championship because he has been such a solid midfielder for Pompey, and it's been a big loss. And Pompey fans know that they they haven't hidden from the fact that he has been a massive loss along with Joe Rafferty. The pair have been major misses in the squad, and the teams that Pompey have come up against in recent weeks they've exposed exposed their absences and have really capitalised from it. I think Danny Cowley and I think many people want them both to come back as quickly as possible because Tom Lowry is a starter when he comes in. He's been that good since he's come in. Obviously, it took a few games just to gel, but he's come in and has really solidified his place in the midfield along with Joe Rafferty at right back. That, that's been a ma- massive loss and that's where the big talking points have been really in recent weeks is when's Joe Rafferty back because yeah, he's he's just been that loss and yeah, Tom Lowry. I think a lot of people understand how good of a player he is, and he's been a massive loss for Pompey. How big a loss will Michael Jacobs be if, if, if the hamstring injury proves to be three or four weeks long? Yeah, massive loss. We saw what he can do in 16 minutes last night. Within three minutes of coming off up from the bench last night, he was had a shot, although it was quite wide. He made a running cut, cut in and then unleashed the effort and. He just, he's just that creative spark. We said it, we said it a lot last season when he went on that run of getting a load of assists and a few goals uh, over the Christmas period. And he, we were all talking about his only Pompey's only creative spark in their ranks. Obviously, they've strengthened this season, but again, we're still sort of talking about the same thing. He is their creative spark going forwards. He combines the play. He makes runs forwards. He's a, a nightmare for defenses, really. And he's, he just can't buy any luck at the moment. That's so unfortunate for him because he, when he plays, he's so good at just cutting open defences and 
just going forward being a real threat for Pompey. And obviously this season they've strengthened the ball in Caroma and Dale and Scarlett and have got a real sort of pace to them. Um, unlike Ronan Curtis, who's not the paces player, and Colby Bishop, Michael Jacobs just offers something different. And like I said, he can't buy any luck at the moment. He seems to just get injured every other week. And I don't know who, where you can point the finger to, who you can point the finger at, but something's not going right with him. And it's proven to be a real headache for Danny Cowley and the Pompey fans because he he has been so good for Pompey and his goals at the start of the season, he got two or three in the opening few games and was a real, was a real threat for Pompey. And obviously since his injuries have, have come over the past couple of weeks, he's missed out and has tried to regain his fitness. But then when he's come back, he's out again. And we don't know how long Danny Cowley didn't reveal last night, how long he's going to be out for, but it didn't look promising because when you're looking down at who it was, Michael Jacobs, that's not good. And you can see Joe Morrell, doing a substitution sign from from next to Jacobs and that's never promising although he did walk off but yeah it's not promising he's again like Larry he's going to be a massive loss and where did Pompey go really from here there's not really there's not really many good things to talk about though because it's complete change from the start of the season because there was so much to talk about and now there's not really it's only sort of where do you go from here yeah, well then, where do you go? Like, let's let's answer that. There one like um, Pompey and I four games without a, a winning league one. That's something like two two points from what twelve. Yeah. Um, how alarmed are you? Bear in mind the, the decent start that Pompey had. Is it a cause for concern? Potentially, I think Pompey fans are quite concerned. Um, do I think it can get out of hand? No, I think Forest Green is the perfect game to, for Pompey to come up against, really, because you look at them, they're bang out of form. They can't, they, they haven't done much since they've come up from League Two, and they're going to be they're going to be supported by another um, large Pompey crowd on Saturday, uh, making the trip to Gloucester. And where where do you go? It's sort of do you revert back to uh, come Ogilvy at left back? We, we don't know who's going to be fit for the game. Um, I've seen a, this is bizarre claims, not bizarre, but you can understand why. Do you go to a back three? Do you change the formation? Oh, no. 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 But it's, I think it's obviously alarming that Pompey have, have got two points in 12, but I think, I don't think it's a real cause of concern right now. If I if they lose on Saturday, then yeah, maybe because then you're coming up against teams you should be beating um, and not picking up points. Um, but that remains to be seen. It's it's all based on um, who's fit for Saturday because obviously if Rafferty and Lowry come in and are available, that changes the whole complexion of the complexion of the team because you then look at the defence. It's now solidified again because. That's the same defence that was used at the start of the season. They look so strong. The midfield as well, obviously, they're not going to have Marlon Pack. So where does Jay Mingy come in? Does Ryan Tunnicliffe come in? So that, that's another question that can be answered. And then do you bring in Ronan Curtis? Karoma, had, Karoma did not look on it last night. Do you bring him in? Rico Hackett, he's in, yeah, he's impressed in the Hampshire Cup game and the Papa John's Trophy game. But is he League One ready to start? Maybe. 
does Owen Dale deserve to be dropped off his performance alone last night? No, because we're, we're, forget, we're forget about Joe Packard as well. Like Joe yeah. Packard, I thought would have did a good introduction last night, but no. Yeah, I mean, so, Colby Bishop as well. He relies on service. He didn't get much service last night. Dane Scarlett, you don't want to put fingers on Dane Scarlett because he's just such a, a young talent. Do you want to take him out? No, I don't think many Bond fans do, but... Yeah, but his goal record's not his goal record's not fantastic. That's 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 not being Yeah, he shows an awful lot of promise, and I think Pompey are a better team with Dale Scarlett in it. But he needs to start adding the goals to his game, which again, Pickup has been banging in the goals and in 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 the reserve games or the behind closed goal closed doors games like so. Yeah. I I I I do I do generally think Pompey need to be using it's, it's good to be talking about this because there's so many areas that Pompey could change. And um, do I think it will work out? I don't know. It remains to be seen. Do, we, do, we give, do they give players that haven't been given a starting role yet a go on Saturday? I think when they're not in form at the moment, they're out of form and they need wins. Do they look to other players, the fringe players who've impressed over the last couple of weeks in midweek in the Papa John's games? I don't know. That's so this one. is this has always been the thing. Pompey do I have the squad to? Yeah, well, to me, we're, we're, we've been told all somewhere that Pompey now have a squad that Danny Kelly has a lot of faith in. There must be the players that he can bring in from the bench and go right. Now's your chance to shine. And I think, like yourself, we've said there's there's quite a number of options there. Well, hopefully Rafferty will be back. Hopefully Larry will be back. But then, apart from that, you've got Mingy, you've got Joe Peggett, you've got Ronan Curtis. Um, there is options there. Rico Haggard, I actually thought Rico Haggard did okay when he came on. He looked lively, he looked up for it. Um, so, like, there's six names all of a sudden where all of a sudden, where I think now Danny Cowley maybe needs to at least start thinking, right, we've got a strong bench. We've got Ryan Tonicliffe, we've got Ken Freeman not even on the bench. There is options there, which I think there needs to be. Yeah, we can draw positives from. Right, Pepe, I think we need to crack on with the proper work now, so we'll wrap it up there. But thanks for your insight. Um, And thank you all for watching and listening. We'll be back very soon. We'll see you all again. Goodbye. Cheers. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the Portsmouth News website for everything you need to know about Pompey.